Friends, we have been going through some of the psalms this summer. Today is our last, Psalm 150, the final psalm. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty firmament. Praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his surpassing goodness. Praise him with the trumpet sound. Praise him with lute and harp. Praise him with tambourine and dance. Praise him with strings and pipe. Praise him with clanging cymbals. Praise him with loud clashing cymbals. Let everything that breathes praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, we come into this time of worship. We come and we confess that we get so many things wrong and we get to hear of your forgiveness and then we are fed by your word. And it is my prayer that your word would be spoken during this time of the sermon, that everything else would fall away and we would hear you speak truth and love and life into our lives. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. There is a story, no way to know if it's true, that um, Martin Luther, the church reformer, 15th century, that when he died, the last words he spoke were, we are all beggars. This is true. You know what he meant? It's the idea that at the end of his life, as he looks back over his life, he realizes that everything good has been given to him by the grace of God. That there is so little he deserved. And that he is just a beggar at the table and God has fed him over and over again. We are all beggars. This is true. This psalm, Psalm 150, is the final psalm. And I will tell you that looking at the first and the last, you realize how important they both are. If you remember the first psalm, it was saying, Blessed are those who meditate on the law of the Lord. The first psalm says, You are people of faith. You will follow the Lord your God. And then there are lots of psalms in the middle. Most of them are psalms of lament, like Brett gave us last week. They are psalms where people find themselves troubled and confused and hurt and angry. The psalms gives you the whole range of human emotion. And if you remember nothing else from our time in the psalms, remember this, that even lamenting, even giving voice to your concerns and your trouble and your despair, friends, that is an act of faith. Laying that before the Lord your God is an act of faith. It's not something you have to avoid. It's not something that shows that you have little faith. In fact, the Psalms tell us that it is a faithful thing to do to bring your concerns before God. We have seen Jesus model this, yes? When he said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? That's the 22nd Psalm. And Jesus takes seriously who God is in his life, and so he cries out in pain to God. So that brings us to Psalm 150, and Psalm 150 is simple, isn't it? Praise, 
Praise God. If we are all beggars, we have so much to praise God for. And that's what this psalm wants to leave as a final note. All of human emotion has been expressed through the other psalms. But at the end, all that's left is praise. Praise of God. Praise of God who has given us grace and love that none of us deserved. I will tell you that if at any time you feel yourself in that place where you can only see despair, where you feel that there is no hope, know this, that the promise of the Psalms is that there will be a day when you again are full of praise, because that's what the Lord God brings out of difficulty. So with this psalm in particular, we get the who, and we get the why, and we get the how of praising God. And I will tell you this first off, that to be a person of faith, you have to know the vocabulary of praising God. It needs to be a part of who you are. You need to be able to give words or even to give action to this joy that you feel because of God's goodness in your life. The psalmist says, praise God, praise God for his mighty deeds. But I think more important is that line at the end, let everything that has breath praise God, because everything that has breath was created by Almighty God and will always be in God's care from the beginning of their lives until the end. So that's our who and how we should praise God comes next. And I will tell you, when you read this psalm, the noise that they're talking about was not as gorgeous as what you just heard. But the idea is that sometimes our praise of God comes and words fail us, and so we do it in music or in song. And in the psalm, you'll notice that it starts with, we'll praise God with a trumpet. And then we're going to praise God with the strings and with the trumpet and also with harp. And then finally, instruments are added on. So by the end, you've got clanging cymbals, lots of sound. The point is, it doesn't matter how you praise God, but that you find your way to praise God. And I think trying to put the mystery of God's goodness into words is difficult, and sometimes music or song is the only way that we can do it. We have a perfect example of that here. How can we keep from singing? We are all beggars, and we have all been given grace and love. I will tell you that when I became a new Christian, I started praying for the first time, and I followed the um, acrostic acts. Have you heard of this? A-C-T-S. So you sit down, and your first prayer should be a prayer of adoration. Then you move into a prayer of confession. Then you move into a prayer of thanksgiving. And then you move into a prayer of supplication of praying for others. And as a brand new Christian, I could do all of those except the first one. It felt false to me that I would sit there and tell God how great God is. But as my faith has matured, what I've come to realize is that every bit of praise is an affirmation of faith. That saying those words aloud of God's goodness and God's love, it's an affirmation of faith. And the Lord God does not need to hear it, but Tara does. She needs to be reminded on a daily basis of God's goodness and God's love. And so putting words to that is important. 
also realize that just like the sound in the psalm starts with one thing and then grows as the song continues, hopefully your adoration will grow as your faith does. You will have different ways of praising God when you have done this for quite some time than you did in the beginning. Our faith and our praise should always grow together. We have to be a people of praise. There is a story about the poet Donald Hall who met Henry Moore. Henry was a really famous sculptor um, in the 20th century, and Henry had just turned 80 the first time Donald Hall met him. Donald Hall was a very young 50 at the time, and he turns to Henry and he says, you just turned 80. Surely you know what the secret of life is. And he expected Henry to laugh or to put him off and say, oh, I don't really know. And instead, he was surprised because Henry looked directly at him and with all seriousness, he said, this is the secret of life. You have to find something. You have to find a task or a cause that you give everything to, that you will dedicate your life to. And the most important part is that you have to find something that you could never do. You have to find that thing that you cannot accomplish on your own, and yet you give your all to it anyway. That thing for us as Christians is praising God. It is the thing to which our whole lives should give evidence. It is the thing we should grow into. And you know and I know that we can never say enough to praise God for who God is. But we try, and we live it out day after day. Thanks be to God. Amen.